when my first escrow office um, win and she called me for $250, right, signing, I split that and I called up one of my sorority sisters. If someone knows what they want and they know that you have it, then what's left to agree upon? When can you come? That's the question I'm wondering. Let's talk about notary. I'll give an example of what that looks like in the notary. Fascinating. From the international best-selling author Tiger Toledo, the rise of the smart notary. The notary business will never be the same again. This book is designed and engineered to help notaries cash flow their business. And as a number one new release on Amazon and hit the top five bestsellers list, this is the perfect gift for this holiday season. Buy one now for yourself and a fellow notary public. Available now on Amazon. Grab your copy today. And if this book doesn't make you money, you can block us. If you're feeling the vibe, join the tribe and subscribe. That was good. Okay, go. <laughs> Get out of here. How could you be so heartless? Fascinating. No one man to have all that, all that. I'm a sick I like a quick... Peace, peace, peace. This is your international sales and marketing hit, man. Your humble hip-hop sales coach, Tiger Toledo. And you already know what it is, man. You rock it with the best. You heard? <laughs> what I am here today with the beautiful, as you guys can see, I, I, I bring dimes on this joint. <laughs> Come on, man. I bring it dimes. I, I like, you, like a lot of eye candy, you guys. <laughs> you know, because you, you guys dominate the, the notary industry, Kareem. But I am here with Kareem Jones, Freedom Notary out in Maryland. I am so happy to be here with her. They actually had me on their podcast, which she has in the background, Womenomics Podcast. Mm -hmm. Mind-blowing uh, questions, by the way. Like, they were asking me some hard shit. Like, I was like, hold on. Damn, nobody asked me that. Listen, we prepped our questions for you. We were so excited. I know. That you La last, to come on. <laughs> I think the last people that prepped questions for me like this were the feds. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hold up now. We got to make sure we ask this. Wait, we, we didn't grill you, though. We didn't grill no. you. We, we, we gave you organic, thoughtful questions, and you loved it. Yes, we, I did. You even shared really did. behind those shades. I loved it. So <laughs> everybody help me welcome Kareem Jones, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you feeling? I feel great. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to chat, chat, chop it up with you and talk about the things I have going on and to share some laughs. I'm just so glad that you yes. came on our podcast first because to see you in the raw asking you questions outside of the notary <laughs> power of attorney world was so fun. And so you're just a dynamic person. I'm just so glad to share space with you. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys asked me a bunch of questions that had nothing to do with uh, the notary world. Yeah. That, that's what the difference was. And it was like, so tell me about womenomics. What is that exactly? <laughs> So Womenomics is a podcast that Tierra Bryant and I created together. Um, it was her baby. She birthed the idea. 
And I connected with her because we're part of different groups and trainings. And we started to talk on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, just sending audio messages to each other. But we would talk so much about mindset things. And we both have little girls the same age and we're both entrepreneurs. And one day she said, hey, let's exchange numbers. I think we're friends now. <laughs> and we started to talk. And so just a, a variety of things, just about the business and just as women, And she said, hey, I have this idea. Do you want to do a podcast with me and um, as women? And we could just um, talk about topics for entrepreneurs and talk about the limitations of the mind of an entrepreneur and Mm. offer like solutions and toolkits and stuff to to reframe the mind. I was like, oh, that sounds good. I got to think about it because Tierra didn't know, like, I don't like show a face. I'm not very I heard you don't like doing the camera thing too much, huh? (laughs) But I'm here. I'm here. And and she has played a a huge role in me showing up. And so I'm so grateful for her. Shout out to T. Yeah. So I told her, I said, yeah, I'll give it a try, but it's not really my thing. And she's like, well, that means you have to do it. You got to face fears because that's what we're talking about. And so we started to build and come up with different mindset topics to talk about. And so we started recording um, and then we started getting guests on the show and you were one of our guests. So that will be premiering soon. Thank you so much. And so the the mission of the Women Armies podcast is not just to talk to women about women. We're just two women. And it's Okay. okay to showcase that um and what we we gear towards topics like fear and imposter syndrome and perfectionism mm. um and um tiara recently uh, i interviewed her and she talked about the yay effect you know about kanye west i saw that like I, I i've been meaning to click on it i saw the yay effect uh a banner pop up i was like oh uh-oh, they talking about my man kanye i gotta <laughs> i gotta see what's talking because i love kanye yeah, That's I do too. Yeah, and and his um documentary was awesome. Yes, and so um so she's focused on. She talked about that and how he has risen to immeasurable success due to his off the wall confidence. And yeah. so, what does that look like, and how can we apply that effect to our businesses and our lives, personally and professionally? And so, um, I started. My, the first episode featured me. She interviewed me. We talked about fear, um, and one of the biggest fears I have is public speaking, being seen, being on camera, putting mm-hmm. myself out there. So, I thought that was most appropriate because that required that I be authentic honest and vulnerable. And that's what we want the podcast to be about. We want to have real conversations that entrepreneurs could listen to and be inspired by and shift their perspective about how they see themselves and showing up in the world. And so we're going to have a series of guests. We're going to, there are going to be episodes where Tiara and I are just talking to each other about topics. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've already had a lineup of guests. We can't share them all, but they're going to want to sh- um, showcase us coming Wednesday. Um, but every Wednesday, we call it Womenomics Wednesday. And so we have a new guest, um, not every Wednesday, there are times when Tierra and I will just be chopping it up. So, so it's you, guys are, you guys are kind of like recording and archiving at this point, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. So we already have um, episodes just, just ready to go. Yep. Yeah. You guys are so loading up like, 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 like Prince. Say, huh? I said, you guys are loading up uh, videos like Prince. 
we got some stuff that may not get released. We may have some, some, some stuff that comes out later and clips and things like that. It's exciting. I'm just so grateful to her um, because it has challenged me in ways that that was not part of me becoming a notary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's dope. We need to be in circles like that where we have people that push us to beyond our our thought of you know what we're capable of doing. Like tech does that for me. Yeah. Renee does that for me. The the ghost squad does that for me a lot. Yeah. Um, so that that is so important is getting around people that are gonna push you and encourage you. Getting around people that's gonna just tear you down and say, Oh, you can't do that. That like, nah, that's old. That's like 1980s man like beat it dude like for real michael jackson style beat it uh, we, we ain't got time own, for that and with mm -hmm. our own negative self-talk that we have to work through every day we, we we're bad by ourselves sometimes facts so to, to change the people that we spend our time with especially to be with somebody who sometimes is perceived to be a step ahead of you or is challenging you or is like you're yang to your they're, they're your yin to your yang it's so important and, and you have to put your pride aside and allow yourself to be vulnerable if your vision is to grow and be better and I think no. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you up but oh, go ahead, no I was gonna say I think Tiara is that for me and on, on this podcast because she may say different but I'm put telling the world she's super <laughs> confident she's an incredible visionary um not that I'm not those things but um, she just pushes and challenges me because it comes so natural and she's so organic and you'll see it on the episodes. So I just love it because um, we feed off of each other and we're having real conversations. And I think the topics that we we focus on are things that people think about in their private space or they're yeah. ashamed to admit. Everyone wants to come out of the gate. Um, not everybody, but most people, including myself at first, mm -hmm. we come out the gate starting our business like we have it all together um, because that's what social media gives the perception of. Mm. But it's okay and it's safe to talk about all the things that, that really can dismantle us and make us fearful and so we're at shedding light to that and I think it's already caught on people want to come on the show and talk about their own mindset topics that they may feel be valuable to the viewers I, I think that's really incredible because well your that fear that you had public speaking has been around for like that's the number one fear in the world right yeah, yeah. and when you look at it me and tech have this conversation all the time is like now you have taken the public speaking forum where you're on the stage and a podium and all that stuff. And you have now taken it and gone live with it on social media. Now <laughs> it's live, right? At least when you're doing public speaking at a, at a location, it's a control environment, right? Right. Social media is a different beast. Anybody could jump on your live and just completely disrupt it. You're sure. answering questions. You're 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 reading comments. You're still keeping the same train of thought. It's a we are developing as new age public speakers at this point. Like this is it's the world has never seen this type of public speakers before yeah. because we never had to do this when we were on stage. When you were on stage, you had the microphone. That's it. Nobody else had a microphone. You're in now you can bring in people live see their face their background it's a different different thing so those that are going on live i salute you guys because i understand how challenging that is mm -hmm. to go live and do recordings and like even right now we're live on uh youtube 
And Kareen is holding her paw. She's like, I'm good. Like, what's up? And so even in this present you moment, want some like, or something? You, you, you want some? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. I, I'm going to throw this bottle. <laughs> I'm going to throw this shit in the garbage. This shit had me fucked up the night after. You pour that out. I ain't. I, I, I'm. I'm done, son. <laughs> so I was gonna say, like, um, for me, like the fear of speaking in front of people that may not ever go away. Like I don't feel completely relaxed, like right now. Mm -hmm. It's just part. Of, maybe it's part of my genetic makeup. It's my personality. But I'm learning to function in the midst of feeling that way. You can still feel that way and still get things done and still be effective. And I think, like. Um, my fear of public speaking started because being in school in the academic environments, when you're speaking on a podium with a mic, the, the goal is perfection. The goal is okay. to remember everything, say it in a scripted way. And so me always being a perfectionist anyway, I was always fearing failing it. So if I appear to be nervous or I appear to not to have it together, then I failed. So I just avoided it all together. And so at least I tried to, but for whatever reason, it always shows up. I always have to be, you know, I, had, I was a keynote speaker for a scholarship one time. I'm always having to speak on trainings at work. And I just would just kind of bear it and get through it. And so now I've learned that the key is just being yourself. Yeah. <laughs> It, it is no one, no one wants pre-scripted stuff anymore we want to yeah. see authenticity because real recognizes real and when you're not being yourself it's a turnoff especially in the social media world no one wants to see you being stiff and scripted because they don't they want to be believed and people want to see um their humanity in you and so that has helped me because if I'm not worried about what has happened in the past if I stop focusing on like oh, I remember that time I was all awkward or I had a brain fart and couldn't remember things or I stop worrying about what could happen. That means all I have is this present moment that you and I are sharing. And when yeah. I can do that, then then it's just you and I talking and I don't have to be worried about all the people that could potentially disrupt it. It's just this moment. And that has helped me and I hope that can help other people, but it don't change. I still be nervous every time. So, every so, time. And now I have my notebook because I'm about to take some notes, right? Okay. Um, so I, I got a question for you because I, I truly believe that with social media the way it is, we have to get in front of the camera somehow, some way at this point. Like <clears throat> whether, I mean, you see lawyers doing it a lot now when they're explaining a trust package or some loan closings or explaining their services, they'll put it on YouTube or they'll, um, they'll do a couple of Instagram lives to showcase their knowledge and why you should hire them, right? Like right. they're creating these little mini a uh, masterclass infomercial commercials and i think that's going to help a lot of notaries out especially in their neck of the woods what three tips can you give someone that can help them overcome that fear mm. of, of public speaking or just going on live so i think what i'll share now is where i am now because i'm still yeah. going through that journey mm -hmm. um so what i said before is being in the moment being mm. present in the moment, not worrying about what has happened in the past because it's done. You, you can't go back. You can't change it and not having anxiety or fear of the future because you can't control that it hasn't happened. But being present in the moment allows you to focus on what's happening right now 
And if you're present, then you can be yourself and be thoughtful and process your thoughts and communicate. Um, so that is one. Um, another one is, is practice. Like if I don't allow myself to be on camera, to go on live, like I'm going on live later with Tierra to talk about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Whenever she says, hey, let's go on live, I'm like, okay, because <laughs> I'll do it anyway. And so by consistently doing it, I feel better about it. I'm able to kind of compartmentalize my nerves and understand I'm just human. Karen, your body's just reacting to the fact that you spent uh, most of your life being afraid. That's all. But but today we're going to get this done because we have a goal in mind. And it's not all about you and how you look. It's about the impact you're looking to have. And so so that's the second one, um, just doing it, having some consistency and practicing it. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, what could mm-hmm. I give people about public speaking? Believing that you're capable, believing that you're capable and you're worthy. Um, if you if you think that you're not good enough or you're comparing yourself to someone else, which is what I did, I'm always amazed with people, even tech. Tech is always talking on Clubhouse, on, on trainings. Anytime if you just call on him and ask him a question, he'll just be thoughtful about it. He's right in the moment, very thoughtful um, about the information he wants to share. And I always am curious, like, how is he able to do that? And a lot of other speakers, including you, Tiger, how are you able to be so comfortable and not freeze up? And so I've learned that if I keep comparing myself and measuring your journey or your genetic makeup and how you show up, then I'll never be enough because there's only one me. And so me believing that me setting a bar from where I am today and where I want to be, if I can make progress, which I feel like I've made if you would see me five years ago, if someone said in five years, Korean, you're going to be on YouTube live, I'd be like, yeah, right. And I'll do everything possible to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, so I've made progress. So mm-hmm. when I measure myself, <clears throat> myself, then it builds my confidence. And then I see that it's so much further I can go. So by just putting on tunnel, having tunnel vision, putting blinders on and setting your own goals and knowing that where I want to be, like sitting on Oprah's couch, I've said that before. It's possible I could literally see it because I can be in the moment. I can focus on the connection that I'm having with Oprah. And yeah. I cannot worry about all the times I was afraid or what could happen in the interview or how people may perceive me and just creating the habit of showing up. I think those are three tips for some for someone like me who's going through this public speaking journey, I think has helped tremendously. Well, you ain't on Oprah right now, but you're on Topra. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Tiger Oprah right now. Look, this is this is close enough for sure. <laughs> hey, so we got MB. I, I think this Melissa battle, right? Uh, she said being present in the moment is so hard in our world today, but being present whenever you are is so important. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I, I got a deep, deep question for you here, right? Okay. And and this is relatable to a lot of notaries because I know even myself, when I first started in the notary business, um, I kind of have the disease, I call it a disease, disease of perfectionism, Mm -hmm. right? Because um, being a perfectionist will stop you from executing because it's never ready, it's never done, right? Um, And in the notary business, I was like, oh my God, I've never done this document before. I don't have enough knowledge, I can't do it. I can't, you know what I mean? I can't execute on this. And I would push away deals, right? Because I was, my perfectionism disease was was enabling me. You know what I mean? It was crippling. Right. 
Yeah. How do you deal with perfectionism and getting past that? That's it's challenging because yeah. that's one of my challenges now. I mm-hmm. feel like I have to, like I have an ebook that's coming out. We could talk about it later, but mm-hmm. I have been thinking about my ebook. I have been, I had an outline, I had content for it, but I had to have the right moment to sit down and focus and, and the right train of thought and stream of information to, to get it done. And so once I started to do, I couldn't stop. And then, and I couldn't get through the content because I had to make sure every sentence was written with perfect grammar and you can't get anything done. You can't execute. I can't put it up for sale. I can't help people learn how to do a thing because I'm so crippled with trying to make it perfect, but that day never comes because I'm an imperfect person. And so for me, you know, I'm, what I'm learning and being a, a part of different groups is that you just have to execute. Like it's better to get it done than to get it perfect. Yeah. And for a while I was like, but I don't want to get imperfect stuff done. It's a mess to me, but I, I just, I'm changing my perspective of how I see um, what I would call perfect. It's just, if I gave it my best, and and you know what your best is if you're being thorough and yeah. um, well thought out and you've planned ahead and if you've done necessary research and you've gotten support if you need it and then you execute then that's that's good enough that's that's better than what you can do if you were trying to do it perfectly so i, I would rather get it done and get it perfect get it done and get it perfect that's what i would say i love that yeah. you know um one of the ways i was able to and i don't recommend this to no one um, that, that helped me get over my stage fright, as well as my perfectionism. I was smoking some herb, right? I was smoking some weed and shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and now, now I don't smoke weed anymore. I might pop an edible here and there though, but, uh, <laughs> I was smoking some weed and I realized something weed is a fuck you drug, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if, if uh, if, a creditor was calling me and I was high, I'd be like, oh, fuck this nigga. You know what I mean? Like I'd throw the phone down, I'd be like, fuck this shit. Or, or like if I want to go live and I, I'm scared, I'd be like, oh, fuck that, just go live, nigga. You fuck up, you fuck up, right? So I was like, wow. Now, I, that was the gem I got out of weed, right? And then I, I was done, I was done because I can't, I can't function on that shit. I'm I'm that dumb nigga in the corner uh, <laughs> that looked like that nigga stuck, right? I I can't move. I can't move and shit. I'm I'm dumb. I'm dunce hat dumb, right? But I learned to say f that, right? And that that f you mentality took a lot of stress off of me. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's like, okay, if I drop, if my glasses fall or something fall, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't care anymore. Right. Um, that was, that was very, very big for me. So like, I don't know if we are very self-conscious of how we look, what we say, but if you can literally say, fuck this, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to take so much stress and anxiety off your back because that stuff I suffered from anxiety like bad bad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so just jumping in yeah yeah like, like I don't know if you can relate but like as a little girl like jumping double dutch and you've seen girls going like this because they're trying to jump in the rope they're trying to get the rhythm to jump in nah and- I didn't jump double dutch okay, I'm, I'm not that dude yo boys that do- 
I don't go twerking and none of that. that. I don't do that. Okay, so for the women that have jumped double dutch in their life as children, okay, when you're trying to jump into the double dutch, you're trying to get the rope of the mother rope, and yeah. if you overthink it, and you keep going and keep going, especially if you're a little nervous or you're new to jumping rope, you'll never get in, you'll never get it done, or if you do jump in the rope, the rope will hit you, so if you just say, just go, and you jump, you get the rhythm, and you jump in, I, I equate that too. just stop overthinking and getting it done. And sometimes if there's something I need to do and you have to make a decision now and it can make or break the, 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 the trajectory sometimes, if I stop and overthink because it had to be a certain way, then that bus, I missed the bus. And so I'm learning through a lot of disappointment and a lot of missed opportunities that we don't have that kind of time anymore. Mm. We really don't. You know, I've heard, I'm sure you guys have heard it. You only have so many summers left. And I don't want to be an old woman in a rocking chair that has no nothing but time, rocking, thinking about all the missed opportunities. Yeah, I would rather nah. be thinking yeah, and rocking. Yeah, I would rather be thinking about all the amazing experiences that I have, good or bad, because it all served to grow and, and prepare me for all the blessings. <clears throat> so now I see it, you know, and so just jump in that rope. And if you get hit, you get started over and jump back yeah. in. That has, I mean, we're not perfect. So we do have moments where we've, we feel like we've arrived and we've grown and, and I'm able to talk comfortably like this. And then the next time I'm like riddled with fear and I can't do it. Yeah. I think it's the power of getting back up and everybody can't say that they do that. I mean, even if you down five times, you have, to, at least you get back up, <laughs> then, then that's your starting point. And, and I know that through my own life experience, because I have like, I have been riddled with comparing myself to other businesses. As soon as like I started my notary business and I got on Instagram yeah. and I saw, oh my goodness, there's hundreds of notaries in, out here. I did, had no idea. I'm just in Maryland and I came across something on YouTube and one thing led to another. Um, and then when I got on Instagram and I realized it was so many notaries. So I'm looking at their pages and looking at what they're putting out. I felt this small. I'm like, I ain't get I'm nothing. And so then I realized, oh, some, well, sometimes it's smoke and mirrors. And then other times it's just they are truly successful, but I can't measure my journey against theirs. You know, yeah. I don't know what where they are on their journey. I don't know what it took for them to get there. And if I could be on their path, I may not want it. And so it has helped me just kind of stay in my own lane and run my own race. I love that. Yeah. You, you made me have a flashback. I'm like, damn, what if I was one of them, one of them niggas in Brooklyn in the goddamn 80s and 90s jumping double jumping? <laughs> niggas would fuck me up. All my homies would beat my ass. I would be bullied for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, hold up, hold up, son. Is that VR over there jumping double dutch, nigga? Oh, come on. Let's throw this nigga in the pool. <laughs> So, Tiger, you've had stage fright all the time. I can't all even the time. I, I gotta fight it every time. No every way. Time. Like, like the it. You know what it is? It's the buildup. Mm -hmm. Once you're in the moment, like you said, once you're in the moment, I'm Gucci. But it's the buildup. It's like, oh my gosh, we're. I'm about to interview Kareem. Let me get. Let me get this ready. Is the lights ready? Is this, you know what I mean? Is the microphone set? Is this a, and then and then it's just then that anxiety starts to build up and it's like oh, and then once the camera goes live, then it's like okay, we're here, we're here. Yeah. Once we're here, then everything just falls apart. Uh, you know, falls where it may, and then yeah. that's why I don't like to do it scripted. I like to just 
you know, freestyle because it's it's better we just have a conversation like if we was at a coffee shop or or a lounge or something yeah. right um so i wanted to go into now there's something that you do specifically in in your business like you help people create digital products right yes. mm-hmm. okay explain that to me like how how are you approaching that now is that just for on the notary side of things or are you approaching that for entrepreneurs period so my target market is notaries because this is the industry that i'm in and um a lot of notaries already have digital products because when you think about it it doesn't take much to create one in terms of the mechanics to do it but Mm. i think some notaries don't think that they can they don't Mm. think they may have enough knowledge or they don't know what to talk about or they may say well everybody's talking about the same thing um and so my first ebook that i had is called the notary pivot um knowledge how to transfer your knowledge into digital products it teaches notaries how to leverage their skills knowledge it could be personal or professional into a digital product and then i go into talking about all the different types of digital products that we see out in the world and how simple it is to transfer that knowledge. So there are new notaries, as you know, popping up every day. And with the fluctuating business that we have in this industry, you want to have a passive income stream. And why not start with a digital product? You know, it could even be something small like a, a, a list, because there's always someone coming into the industry that that is a step, few steps behind you. So you have, if you have an, an ebook or a guide on how to become a notary in, let's say, Nebraska, mm-hmm. there could be another notary that's done it, but they, they, had, they didn't write it out like you or they didn't take your steps. And so when you have a new notary in Nebraska, they can look to you to get that information. That's passive income. So mm-hmm. we all have the ability to share our information and knowledge. And even if you're a notary and you have knowledge and talents outside of this business, you can monetize on that. I mean, if you're a great baker and you you have these amazing recipes you can create an ebook on it or recipe book on it and you can sell it on another platform that's and true money from that you can be creative and so i think uh, we see a lot of prominent notaries that's especially on social media and they have digital products they have courses workshops and uh, replays and stuff that they sell um and so i think newer notaries watch them and they they gain information they consume that but they can also be producers of it um, so that's my first ebook, and that's the approach that I took. <clears throat> and so I offer coaching with that as well, teaching other people how to um, how to do that, how to transfer that knowledge. I think it's really a, a confidence booster that people need, and then the mechanics comes easier after that. I um I I, I really believe that we all should have some type of uh, digital real estate. I like to call it right, yeah. um, because just the era that we live in, you know, we really don't have to be breaking our backs for every single assignment and appointment anymore. I ain't with that. Right. I ain't with that construction worker. Uh, I'm, I'm the waiter at Olive Garden, which I was a waiter at Olive Garden at one time. I ain't trying to be working 10, 11 hours, you know, for, for tips and, and the digital products did give me freedom. I ain't gonna lie to you. It, it is one of the best feelings ever. Once once you know how to do it, it took me a very long time, mm-hmm. a very long time for me to crack crack the code on that. Um, but the Rise of the Smart Notary books, that's why I keep writing them shits, you guys. Like they, they're, they're like cash cows right now. Mm-hmm. You know how a cow will have like 
multiple nipples, not to be, uh, you know, graphic or anything and right. shit, but shit, dude, I need milk from all of them, you know, right. and Rise of the Smart Notary is giving Brett is, I'm squeezing the that's milk what, out of everything. quite an analogy. God damn, I don't even know why I went there. <laughs> Fuck, excuse me, shit. Pornhub. <laughs> Blame it on Pornhub. Fuck it. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. I, I, what the fuck? Where'd that come from? Lord, <laughs> the devil is real. <laughs> but I know what you meant. I know what you meant. You know, <laughs> okay. Digital real estate. Okay. That's, that's a better analogy. Every, every book is a house. It's a penthouse. It's a, it's a, it's a door. It's a, you know, one can be a mansion, meaning that it produces a lot of income and others can have smaller doors where it's in an apartment. Um, my online course would be a considered a mansion at this point, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Rise of the Smart Notary will be considered uh, a penthouse because it because of the amount of income that it's bringing. So every digital product that I release, it's it could be anywhere from a studio apartment to a mansion, mm -hmm. and the more that grows, the more income for me, and it's scalable, right? So that's why I love that what you're teaching, because one thing that you said is like, you, you may have started a year, but there's somebody new coming in the game. I oh, tell right. people all the time, like you're, you may think that you're running at a 50% a capacity, but to someone new, you're running at a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So don't shortchange yourself thinking that, oh no, you know, like I, I can't teach anybody. Hell no. Like if that was the case, there's a lot of people I wouldn't be able to learn from if they waited to, oh, let me get at least four years of experience before I roll out a book. No, teach me that shit while you're going through it. Yeah. My only disclaimer is that mm -hmm. I don't want people to create um, products on stuff they don't know enough about. Don't just, don't just churn out <laughs> digital products because you yeah. can make passive income and you're misleading people. Even if you are 10 steps ahead of someone before you, you don't have to be in, you don't have to be a self-proclaimed expert on all these different um, notary services. Focus yeah. on something that you can speak on. And if you can't speak on anything yet, then you need to develop that knowledge and those skills or speak on something you do have knowledge on, things outside of the business. For instance, I have a new ebook that's coming out this week and mm -hmm. it's called um, Notary to Author. Just five simple steps of how to write your own ebook for your notary business. Some people, you know, feel like writing an ebook is complicated. Like, you know, you got to go in a law cabin and write an author, I mean, write a, a novel. Um, and it, for an ebook, it's not complicated. You know, you should, you want to have quick solutions for your reader. That's why they want to purchase it. People just want the payoff. They want the solution to their problem. And so I break down in five simple steps how to do that. And so in this book, am I an expert on, <clears throat> on writing ebooks? Do I have this, you know, immeasurable catalog of ebooks? No, but I took skills. I transfer skills from my life as a, an employee. I wrote standard operating procedures, white papers. I was a writer pretty much in my in any department that I worked in in government. So right. I have a strong skill set in that. So I'm able to leverage that, transfer that, and create a digital product for the industry that I'm in. So that's what I'm talking about. If, if like I've done a few apostles, not enough to write mm -hmm. a whole ebook on how to do it. I do have some ground level information, but I don't know if I want to 
provide a digital product as an expert because there could be so many gaps that I haven't experienced and things I can't teach. So that's the only disclaimer I will give. I, I just encourage people to be authentic and honest about what they know and what they don't know, you know, do research, but more importantly, get experience first. So would you, would you suggest that like a notary that wants to get into the digital uh, product space, start off with an ebook? It depends. I mean, after they get my ebook, they'll mm -hmm. they'll they'll think that they they'll believe that they can because it's very simple. Um, but you can start off with something a one page document listing out what to put in your notary bag. I've seen that and people buy that. You know, if I'm a new notary and I don't know what to buy, yeah, you can Google that information. But sometimes people just want those quick solutions. We we want fast information, right, delivered to us, and people yeah. will buy that. Or you can have a worksheet. If you go through your day doing loan signings and you've learned that these are some tips and tricks at the at the closing table, you can have a guidebook for that. It could be short and sweet, and then you can build your way up to an ebook. Or you can take all the different. Um, uh, tools you've created and you can compile it into an ebook mm. and now you have an ebook yes. so it depends on the person's abilities and what they feel like they have time and interest in doing but I definitely think an ebook is worth it um, it's not hard to complete it's, it's more about organizing the information and then putting it together in a book now are you are you doing masterminds like are you teaching people how to do this so what I'm, I'm going to create is an e-course for it because okay. everyone doesn't want to read a book and, and people are visual learners and they yep. want the, they want the human connection to understand how to do things. So I will be creating that. Um, but right now I offer one-to-one -one coaching. Okay. So how can people reach you? So I'm on Instagram at Freedom Notary. Um, so there you can see my link tree. Um, you will see um, the Womanomics podcast. And every time we have a new episode, that's at the top of the link tree. But you'll also see that if you follow me on my story and my posts about the upcoming episodes. Um, if you want to purchase my Notary Pivot ebook that talks about transferring your knowledge to digital products, you'll also see that on my link tree. It's on Gumroad. And my upcoming book, um, From Notary to Author, that's coming out this week so check ah, that out. i like i like the name of that like that <laughs> the notary the author i like that yeah it's just it's easy to write an ebook i have had even in my family when i had my first ebook my mom was like i would love to write an ebook on recipes but that's just so hard all those pages and i'm like mom it's not hard <laughs> it's just about organizing structuring your thoughts and what you want to teach but and also what we forget we we can create the ebook and now we have a product but you want it to sell. Yes. So, so we all, we, everyone has this idea and they want to write about what they like, what they want to write about, but yes. you want to focus on what people want to learn about. What do people, what are their pain points? What are their problems? And then you assess, well, what knowledge, skills, and abilities do I have to bridge that gap and solve their problem? If you can do that, that's how you start to convert and have sales for your ebook or any digital product. And, and you're right. I think like in the beginning, when, when someone writes their book, it is a cleanse, like we talked about earlier, right? They're just like, all right, I need to purge. I need to get yeah. all of this out of me. And and that was really what it was for my first book. It was like, all right, I had all of this notary stuff going in my mind. And I was like, look, I need to make room for new stuff. And I just purged everything into the, the, um, the books and everything. And it's funny, you said the recipe book. Um, did you know that recipes are public domain? What do you mean? Meaning like I got, I my first, very, very first book 
uh-huh. was gonna be a recipe book. I don't cook a lick. I don't cook. I don't cook shit, y'all. I, I am spaghetti guru, though. I will cook. I will boil the hell out of some spaghetti. But um, I wind up uh, buying this course and then finding out that recipes are public domains, right? Meaning I could just grab recipes from anywhere and then put it into, they have it all over Amazon, all over. And they're selling it for like, you know, $2.99. They don't care because it's a digital product. So they keep selling it over and over again, but they will be like Italian dishes and they'll have like maybe 10, 15, 20 Italian dishes. That was all public domain that they could just take off the web, smack it on there and you can actually use it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I found, that's why I'm saying like my first book was going to be a recipe book. Well, recipe book coming soon from Corinne Jones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now I would say, I will say this. um, You may have to come up with a couple of pen names. I Mm -hmm. might have to come up with a pen name. Cause I have, um, I have 25 romance novels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't want to confuse my fans with, right. like, he's a notary, but then he's a romance. I'm like, which one? They, people that buy books like romance and, uh, and stuff like that, they have a, a perception of what the author's lifestyle is. Yeah, that's true. Right now, I think they think I'm a uh, middle-aged a European woman that lives in Chicago uh, with a dog named Millionaire. Yeah, because that's the image that I painted, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, my name is SK Holiday. I love pizza <laughs> and coffee and, and and late night, you know, shenanigans. That, that that's <laughs> <laughs> But it doesn't fit the character of, you know, Tiger Toledo, the notary, like, so I, I separate those with the pen name. Mm-hmm. So, I like that, so yeah, let's go into some Q&A, you guys. Let's, uh, let's tap in. Let's talk to Kareem, you guys, while I have her here. Look, she wrote, rubbing the hand like Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let's get this money. <laughs> Who wants to jump in tech? Let, let, let's start. Let's lead off with you, brother. Hey, man, you're talking about, um, you talking about the cannabis, man. I gotta support you, man. <laughs> hey, sativa is my joint. I should be leaving me stuck too, though. I ain't even gonna lie. That's hilarious. I can't. I can't. You. I can't. Okay. Let me just say this. Me personally, I can't function on weed. I can't function on weed or alcohol. If I do it, it's because I want to have a good time with with. I'm in good company, but. I'm, I am not an effective businessman on that stuff. I am done. Mm-hmm. But if, for those that know how to function on that, yeah, keep doing it. Rock, <laughs> rock out, shit. <laughs> no judgment zone here. Not just, fucking do a line of bump all I care. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. You say you snowed a line while you're here. <laughs> Bam. It was like, I was watching Tiger Toledo. Oh my god! Dude, that shit was lit. <laughs> it's like Club Fifty Four in the sixties. What up, man? Um, uh, my question is, uh, Corinne, you are a multi-dimensional person. Like you, it sounds like you've done 
you've got like some specialty in a lot of different areas. I want to, could you talk about public speaking? You talked about writing, uh, being on a podium and, and uh, giving out. I, I just want to know, like, what is your background? And again, you don't have to go like super deep sure. and like that, but I'm always curious to know because now you got the podcast, which by the way, I was driving and looking on YouTube, to, like trying to find it, right? It's just super dangerous, but uh, I did have, happen <laughs> to find it. And uh, that was like last week, but yeah, you got, you're very multidimensional. I just want to know, um, just just kind of like, what, what do you do? And again, you don't have to go too deep. I just want to know. Yeah, so um, I, I'm from Washington, DC, born and raised. I live in Maryland now. Um, I went to Howard University. Hey! On a full scholarship. I still talk about that, it was forever ago. But I'm so proud. On a, cause I, my mama, Cause I didn't have to take a loan out. I didn't take a loan out, didn't have to borrow money from anybody. Nice. And, um, and my high school was right across the street. So it wasn't my first choice of a school, but when they offered me money, I was like, where's the dorms? <laughs> and uh, I majored in international business and oh. finance. Um, I originally wanted to major in psychology but my high school counselor said what do you want to do with your life I said I just want to be rich and travel the world and she said well major in international business I was like okay and I just did it no thought into it mm. um so after I finished so I majored in international business and finance and I got a job right before I graduated um in an investment bank in New York so I relocated after I finished school to New York um, I worked um, in foreign exchange trading, so I supported the traders at an investment bank. Um, extreme culture shock, extreme. Um, mm. It was. I went to an all black school. I live in a in, in Chocolate City. This is where I'm from. And then I went to um, work in an environment where it was all white. And mm. so. Um, I didn't really know how to kind of navigate by myself, being away from home for the first time, um, but I did it. Um, I learned a lot. So what I did was I supported the traders. So I calculated the profit and loss of all their currencies that they traded every day. Um, and so I did that for a year and a half, um, but I was just so homesick. And mm. so I relocated and I moved to Baltimore, which isn't far from DC, but I stayed within the same company. And so I did more of the um, back office work um, reconciling any differences, um, any discrepancies with trades every day. So I became a team lead for that department in the Baltimore office. Um, but then I started a family and I hated working long hours. Um, so I was just like, well, what am I gonna do with my life? I don't wanna do this anymore. If I can't put in 12 hours a day, like I, this isn't for me. And so ever since then, I kind of hopped around different industries trying to figure it out. And I landed here without a job. <laughs> Um, but, but when I left investment banking, um, I went into higher education. So I was an operations specialist at a university. Um, and then from there, um, I worked in government, local government. Um, and so I've done in workforce development. I managed a, um, a workforce program for seniors, helping them transition from um, a very difficult life to actually getting their some of them their first job um, as senior citizens. Um, from there, I, I became an internal auditor. So I did auditing work for different departments. And All that's going to come into play. Watch. Yeah. And so, and I did tons of writing throughout. So um, supporting a lot of leaders in government. Um, and then COVID hit, I had taken a job as a supervisor are managing a call center for unemployment and within I started in January COVID kind of hit us all around March 
and our system pretty much broke in DC. So mm. it was extremely overwhelming. Um, everyone was filing the claim. My, I have two children. Um, they were home. One was in daycare. One was in middle school. And so they were home and I'm managing a team at home. Didn't even really know my job yet. I just thought it was going to kill me. Mm. So I left the job and I thought I'll just find another job. And obviously that just wasn't so simple. And so um, my son encouraged me. He's a little entrepreneur. He's 15 now. And he was like, Ma, just get like a side hustle. Get on like Fiverr or something and like be an editor for people. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. I want a nine to five, six figure job. And I'm going to keep flying. <laughs> and he's like, well, just do something in the meantime. And I just wasn't used to that. And I'm like, no, I don't. I want peanuts. I want, you know, and so I wasn't getting any job interviews, any callbacks. And so I just, um, I, he started to send me videos anyway. He's like, check this out. You could like do this. You know, he was following JT hustle. Why don't you do different wow. things he's talking about? And I was like, so because of me looking at these videos, you know, mm -hmm. the suggestions change on YouTube. And then it was a guy talking about, um, you know, making six figures as a notary. I said, say what as a notary? And so, of course, I had my opinions about notaries. I thought it's like an old lady in your neighborhood, like the candy lady who can notarize your stuff. And I'm like, I can't make no money like that. So the more I learned about it, the more I could see the possibilities. I was like, oh, this is like legit. And so um, I purchased trainings, learned how to do loan signings. And then I realized you have to have a title insurance producer's license in Maryland. So I had to pause and study <laughs> for that. And then I became licensed and then I, you know, I, I came in at the height of all the refis. So I became really busy with that. So that's the long version tech, <laughs> but that's my journey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, I see something there, man. That's great. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah that's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. That's a lot. That's what, what you see tech. What you see, man. Because because you're talking about like just like I just saw you get bright. I just saw how like you were reliving those moments as you kind of walk through it. And each moment was a proud moment, like accomplishment, accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment. Like, and it didn't feel like that during the journey though. But it's yeah. so nice sometimes to look back at how far you've come yeah. and all the variety of things you've experienced. Because when I was in New York, I was miserable. So but mm. I can look back and say, wow, like that like you know, shaped me. That that really did. It shaped me being in environments where I couldn't relate to anyone or I felt inadequate at times, leaving my family. I'm like, what, 21 out of college, 22, um, and, and making a life for myself in New York by myself. So that that started it off, but I was stressed. And then you you job hop and then you have a family and you move around. It's like Sometimes you can look at your journey as like one big struggle or am I ever enough or, or has life beat me down so much? But when you look back at it and you say, well, I'm still here and I'm so much stronger than the struggles that I used to have, I feel really proud about it. Mm, yeah, it's, it's the price you pay, you know, yeah. to wear that, uh, that uh, crown of accomplishment. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you, you've been an entrepreneur now since 2020. Yep, since 2020. I didn't take my first refi uh, until um, March of 2021 because I had to stop and, and get my TIPIC license, which mm -hmm. I had no idea was a requirement. So that slowed me down. But I but I, I quit my job in 2020. I started studying the whole notary world in 2020. And then I kicked everything off at the start of the next year. So how 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 has your entrepreneur 
journey been? It has honestly been challenging because like I was telling you before we started, I'm still detoxing from a nine to five mindset. Mm. Like literally like on the weekends, I feel like I'm off work, but I'm not. <laughs> I could still be building and investing in myself and growing and coming up with ideas and being creative. And so I feel like there are so many things I haven't done because of that mindset shift that I just wasn't, I was stubborn with, wasn't willing to take. And so now and I, I feel like I'm becoming all in. I wasn't all in at first. It was really mm -hmm. just an opportunity because I didn't get a job yet. And it was an idea that my son implanted in me, but I still need to make money. And then, you know, doing loan signings is very like, you know, you get an alert on your phone, you take the job, you get a check at some point. So it really wasn't being a business owner. <laughs> and so I feel like I'm still in the, infancy stages of being an entrepreneur because yes. it's not just the work you're doing and receiving money for it's all here I didn't get that at first I didn't get it I, I refused to get it so for those who are always working always even posting them I would think why are people posting on Instagram or or talking about what their products on Sunday like I'm cooking yeah yeah <laughs> and so um now I understand it's it's a holistic approach you have to take when you're building a business you wear many hats you really have to believe in what you're doing to grow it because no one is holding that vision but yourself so to be honest like I'm still in the beginning of it because I was always just waiting either for things to just blow up on its own, like a job would, you know, you work, 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 and then your opportunities just kind of fall in your lap. This is very different. This is very, very different. Do you see yourself uh, sticking with it? Being a notary? No, to being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Oh, you I got can't. the bug. It bit I, can't, I can't unsee it. Yeah. Once you taste it, it's like the taste is there. And I, I have thought about getting a job because there's, there's a level of consistency and reliability, yeah. supposedly. You know, I have children. Um, but the freedom aspect, like that's why I named my company Freedom Notary Services. Because I, love that I can decide what my day looks like. I can decide, like my daughter, I dropped her off at school today, at camp today. And she says, mommy, can you pick me up after my nap? And her nap ends at three and then they have a snack. And she was, she, if she had said that, if I had a job, I would just feel guilty because it's not happening. I'll get yeah. you at 530. And so I have the ability to be there for her or if a child is sick, I don't have to have anxiety about taking off. You know, you create the life you want, but it requires that you really go all in. You yeah. work just as hard as you play and that's real. But I just feel even during difficult times or working hard or not being unsure what the future holds, it's still the freedom of knowing that you can create what you want. Not someone else deciding that for you. Not someone else saying, here's my vision and my dream. So here's your task and making it tr come true. And here's your job and here's your role. Yeah. Now I can decide what my vision is for my life, not some distant goal at retirement. So that alone is an incredible feeling. And so that's what keeps me here. I still look at six-figure jobs knowing that I could call out sick for work and that check still is the same. Yeah. That's, that still is very, very attractive. But it's so many other qualities to having your own business that's not even about the money. It's just, yes. it, it stretches you in ways. Like I'm thinking I could come up with, it starts with an idea. I can come it up is. with an idea and surround myself with the right people. And I can actually see that come to fruition. Like, I don't know how many people do that in the workplace. There are some, but not the roles I've ever had. Your kids are watching that as well. Yeah. It, it, it's molding them as they see mommy 
approaching this world and like she's hunting, she's killing, she's creating, and that is really developing them. So it, it you know, being an entrepreneur isn't a job, it's, it, it's an adventure, right? Sure. When you look at it, it's like, okay, one day, it's never the same. You never have the same day. You may have some routines in your day, but you can always shift something. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I will say like that I learned um, as being an entrepreneur is that your comfort zone will kill you. Yeah. When you get too comfortable, like there should, you should create some type of mechanism where it's like, okay, this is too consistent. Like, okay, let me keep this going, but I need, that means I, I need to stir things up a little bit over here because that comfort zone, if you're staying in that same mark, that means you're actually moving backwards Mm. because time is moving forward. So new technology is being developed. People buying habits are changing every single day. So if you're still in that same spot, you're actually, you know, losing your way instead of moving forward. You think you're moving forward, but you're, you're really not. So like you might have to negotiate new deals and meet different people and you got to shake shit up. You really do. Yeah. And I know that comfort, what I've learned, I, I have a good friend that um, I was talking to the other day. She's in California. She has a coaching business. And so she was sharing with me that in your comfort zone lives your fears, lives um, flighty good days and flighty bad days um, and your self, your, your, your natural self-defenses that kind of keeps things also you think in control. But outside of your comfort zone, is uncomfortable, but but it's where all possibilities live, mm-hmm. all unlimited possibilities live. And so just because you're having a, a bad day or a bad thought or a trauma response to something, you're still living in your comfort zone because you're, you're fighting to control it. But when you tiptoe out of your comfort zone, that's where all the possibilities are. And so that was a really good perspective shifter for me because things that are outside of my comfort zone, if I start to look at it like, okay, these are where the opportunities are, then I could think less about trying to be in control, trying to be in self-defense mode, or trying to look for these um, these flighty moments of joy or, or mm-hmm. quick wins is I get out my comfort zone. And so that is pushing me to try new things, meet new people and position myself in ways that make me uncomfortable, but you never know what happens then because it's out your comfort zone. <laughs> Plug, plug in your offers again, please. So I have an ebook coming out. It's, it's, it will be on my gun road this week. It is called uh, Notary to Author, Five Simple Steps to Creating an Ebook for Your Notary Business. And I also have um, an ebook called Notary Pivot, uh, Ways to Transfer Your Knowledge into Digital Products. And you can find me on Freedom Notary on Instagram. Awesome. Oh, and make sure you follow, subscribe, like, and share the Women on Mix podcast. I yes. with Pierre Bryant. She is from T. Bryant Notary Services. Our next episode, our third episode comes out this Wednesday, and we have a special guest on this one. And she she's out there in Brick City, uh, New Jersey, ain't she? Yep, yep. She's in New Brunswick, yep. Mm-hmm. Come on, you guys. Let, let, who has a question for Kareen? You guys can raise your hand or unmute uh, yourself. I love I think this. I covered it all. I talk so much. They have no. No, questions. no. You, you good. Tahisha, <laughs> what up? We got. I mean, they, they came out for you today. We got. I appreciate Ray it. Ray Charles, what, what up? We got, we got 
Hey, we got Kim Yanni, professor. Are you a professor? No. Oh, professional. Okay, professional got it. Professional services. <laughs> hey, Kim Yanni. We got Deborah, Doris. We got a few people here. Good people. Good people. Gina. What's up, Gina? You there? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hey, hi. Hi, everybody. Hey. Thank you for having me. Hi, hi, Corinne. You are doing, let me, let me just say this. Um, you are doing phenomenal, and you should be the spokesperson for all us introverts out here because <laughs> you, no, I'm 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 really dead ass serious. You just watching how you move and how you have blown into your space and and just your being it, it's really inspiring for me thank you um really inspiring we have so much in common because one i'm an introvert as well and two i also have a background working for um as a government employee so i know all the um pros and cons that came with being a government employee sure. Uh, yeah, we, me and you can sit down and have war stories for real on that. <laughs> really. Um, my question is now that you have, um, challenged yourself in terms of breaking out of the comfort zone that, you know, we all at some point kind of fall into, mm -hmm. um, how, how do you see, how do you see yourself in terms of, do you still feel that there's challenges that you still would have to overcome? Um, even though that you have made these, um, these little strides in breaking out of being an introvert. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think, I think I'll always be an introvert because right. You know, we have, I guess the world has two different types of people and someone kind of, some people in the middle, introverts are um, people who they gain their energy from being, um, having less stimulation. And a lot of Correct. introverts are just shy people or insecure people um, who are afraid of something. But, you know, Obama's an introvert. And so an introvert is just a person where they, where they get their energy from. Extroverts are social. Um, my son is an extrovert. So mm -hmm. home this summer, jobless. <laughs> and so he's He's right. going stir crazy because he need to be he needs to be around people. He needs to engage people where he is energized and inspired and creative. Right. I'm at my best with no TV. I can drive to different appointments in quiet or very low music. Um, mm -hmm. I have to journal. I process things internally. I have a whole world inside my head. Um, so that's what introverts are. They don't have to necessarily be shy. I just happen to be an introvert that's also have all these other fears of showing up and, and being right. But oftentimes introverts have those same issues because the world don't always embrace us. We're all expected no, they to be don't. rah, rah, rah. And right. so because of that, it makes us a little self-conscious, I think. Um, but um, your question in terms of have, do I have more, do I feel like there are more challenges? Absolutely. Uh, I feel like I'm just getting started. To be right. here, Tiger, to be here is a milestone for me um, because like when you invited me on the show initially, I think you just put it up on your story. I'm like, he ain't even asked me. I don't 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, oh, he did say coming this summer. I was like, coming where? Right. And so I'm like, but but it's Tiger though. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Oh, right. Keep calling you out. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like there's no yeah. turning such back. An, such an honor. So definitely. Who am I to say no? And so right. I just had to really talk myself into feeling abundant, feeling worthy, feeling confident, and not mm. having to prep and have all this staged presence to um, present myself and just be myself. And so Correct. I think that I'm just at the beginning of my journey. My prayer for my life, my vision is to be in positions where someone says, hey, you want to speak right now? We're going on. I'm like, okay, right. cool. <laughs> I want right. to get to that point where I'm not... Um, I'm so nervous and afraid to to show up and be seen. Um, like if you look at my page, I don't have a lot of reels yet because for that very reason. So when you all right. see more reels on my page, no, I'm growing. <laughs> I'm definitely, growing definitely. Yeah, so I don't think um, me having nerves and being human is ever going to change, but it's really about executing past that, you know, seeing a goal mm-hmm. and, and focusing solely on that versus giving my fear all my attention. Right. Understand. Yeah. But I guess in my case, my introversion came from, um, came from, uh, trauma. Mm. My, so people doesn't, people, um, doesn't understand that aspect of being an introvert that, that had came from, um, from trauma. Yeah. Minds with childhood trauma and relationship trauma. So, um, Mm. Yeah, on that aspect, for me, I can only just speak for myself. Yeah. Um, that's where my um, being an introvert came from. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that causing you to go more into a shell and not being seen. But I, I just encourage you. I encourage mm-hmm. you to um, give yourself permission to be seen and understand that everybody's not going to like you, not going to love you. And and I know I'm critical of other people. I'm on, I'm on social media saying, look at her as I'm scrolling. (laughs) Right. So people are going to do that to me because we're here. Regardless. So why, why should we care? And so I'm challenging myself every day. I have a daughter, Mm -hmm. she's four and she's incredibly shy. You know, if someone says, Hey, what's your name? She's like, Oh my God, I wish I could be invisible. And so I try to set an Mm -hmm. example for her. So that she doesn't struggle as much of being afraid and have to right. back and, 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 and work through fears the way I have. So, yeah, I just, I encourage you. I know you can um, be, always show up and be the best version of yourself, but it just starts with just believing that you can. Right. Yeah. And I'm always pulling Gina into my lives anyway. I see her live all the time. Like, I'm like, in here, Gina. <laughs> yeah. I see her all the time. Yeah. I got a question for you, Kareem. Um, yeah. Is there such thing as a hybrid, like like part extrovert, part introvert? I've heard that. I mean, there's a, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Myers-Briggs test, where mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a test. It's called um, MBTI. It's a personality test. They have them free online, but you can pay for like the real one. Um, And it's an assessment and you go through a series of questions and they ask you, do you like this? Do you like that? Do you like parties or do you prefer to be at the library? Do you like, so it asks you all these questions, tons of them. Some questions may be similar, but it wants to narrow down your true authentic preferences. Mm. And based on um, the results, you have a reading of um, four letters and and the acronym represents your personality type. So 
I am in, at the time that I took it, I'm an ISTJ. So that means I'm an introvert. Um, um, I think it's sensing, that's the S where um, I'm very detail oriented. I have to assess a situation. I'm not even gonna explain it because I can't remember. So somebody's mm -hmm. gonna say I'm wrong, but I'm an ISTJ based on my personality type. But the first letter, you're either an I or an E. And so an introvert is how you get your energy and the extrovert is how you get your energy, but it's very, very different. There are people who test in the middle. So part of them, they want to be the life of the party to a certain extent. And then they have, then they need to recharge. Yeah. And so, so then they have times where they just, they, they can, they can live it up for a minute and then they need to go home. They need to uh, check out from everything. They need to recharge. I'm the kind of person that um, I'll show up to the party because you invited me because it's the right thing to do. I'll do my little social thing. It goes against my nature. And then I'm out of there. <laughs> and then yes. I need, cause I'll, I'll get drained easily. And that's just a personality type and people don't always um, see it that way because they don't understand that they think it's a bad thing or they're a party pooper I embrace it and I'm learning how to manage my energy around it so if I have a very busy engaging day let's say it's at a conference and you need to network I don't like those kind of things but I understand that it's effective so that means I need to be recharged and I need to be charged up in the morning that means having a quiet time for myself and then engage people have a goal in mind get something out of it and then I have to have a cutoff time to recharge and be present for my children and stuff like that I've kind of learned that but there are people who are kind of hybrids like you say at least based on that test where you could be a little bit of both I'm an extreme like on my test I'm all the way at the other end I'm okay. an extreme high because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like I I have the qualities of, of both like yes. I, I can go to a bookstore and just be there for hours and like nobody bother me I don't want you bothering me and I'm just in the books or I'm, you know, I'll be on a computer or whatever else. And then, but when it's time to like be in a social gathering or whatever, like I, I'm, I'm going to do me. Right. Um, so I was like, I, I can get a lot of energy off of people's other energy, mm -hmm. but then I'm really good being solo. Yeah. So, so like I, after this, um, after this is over, yeah. I'm going to feel a little drained because I talked a lot. I engage. I listened to you. Um, I talked about so many different things. So I'm naturally drained. So <laughs> what I would naturally do is kind of reflect and reset and be thoughtful, quiet to myself. But my son is home. So he's going to bust in here. You done recording? And he's going to want to talk. I got to do this. I got to do that. So I feel it's a little bit much. So he knows, oh, you need a moment? Yeah, I do. I do. I need a moment. <laughs> plug, plug in offers one more time. Okay. So I have two eBooks. The, the latest one is called Notary to Author, Five Simple Steps to Transferring Your Knowledge into Your First eBook. And then the other one I have is the first one is called The Notary Pivot. Um, it's just teaching notaries how to transfer their knowledge into digital products. You can find me on Instagram at Freedom Notary. Make sure you subscribe to the Womenomics podcast on YouTube. I co-host it with Tierra Bryant, and we talk about um, limitations of the mind and developing toolkits for your personal and professional life. Let's see you do it one more time. 
One more time. Here we go. So Womenomics Podcast is on YouTube. You see it behind me. You can look it up on YouTube. It's co-hosted with myself and Tierra Bryant. And we talk about reframing the limitations of your mind. We will have a series of special guests, other entrepreneurs that talk about their mindset limitations and how they've overcome it. So make sure you subscribe, like, and share with a friend and tune in. We have a, a new episode every Wednesday on Womenomics Wednesdays where it goes live. And I have two digital products for sale. My first ebook is The Notary Pivot, A Notary's Guide to Transferring Your Knowledge into Digital Products. And the, the second one that hasn't come out yet, but it will be out this week, it's called Notary to Author, Five Simple Steps to Learning How to Write Your First Ebook for Your Business. She fire. The, the, the last one was better though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. That's why I said say it again. Because look, the more <laughs> the more comfortable, like here's here's the truth, right? Here's the once once you get past the public speaking part, I'm going to tell you what the hardest thing is, making an offer. Mm. People won't do that shit on the phone when they're, they're, they're not even on a public speaking format or anything else. They won't even make an offer in their own business and they have a business and a product and service. Why is that? I... There, there's a lot that goes with that. So it's like rejection is one. People don't like to hear the word no, like, no, oh, we're not interested. They don't like to uh, uh, feel like they are selling, which like, that makes no sense. If you're in business, you, you, you have to sell to stay up, you know, in business. Right. Yeah. Uh, but rejection is a, is a big part of it. Um, the self-confidence. Mm -hmm. um, they, they did not, they do not have a uh, system like what you just did. It sounded like you rehearsed it. Like you, like you said it quite a few times because you didn't, I was actually waiting for you to miss something. And I you did still, each time. I was overthinking. But I was like, you I bring can't. the book back. I changed now, the title of the book five different times. <laughs> the okay. main part is right though. <laughs> but you brung up the book. I'd rather hear you switch up the book different ways because that's sales copy anyway. You know yeah, what I mean? Taking right, something right, and right, just right. changing it around. But I'd rather hear you even mention the book and to give the person the opportunity to purchase the book in the first place than not to mention it at all and be like, hey, how come I didn't sell any of my books? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you, you, I need one more time, please. Can I get one more? <laughs> okay, so I have a Womenomics podcast. On Boom, let's go. I'm, I'm giving you energy now. I'm your hype. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm drained now, Tiger. Come on, nah, nah. Come on, I need, I need all that. This is womenomics. I need Oprah to see this shit. Be like, ooh, and I'm a, and I'm a soundbite this shit and and bury him with it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Right, I have a woman. Let's go. I have a Womenomics podcast on YouTube. I co-host it with Tierra Bryant, where we talk about reframing the limitations of your mind. We will have special guests, other entrepreneurs who come and talk about their limitations of their minds and how they find ways to reframe. We talk about toolkits and how you can develop yourselves personally and professionally. I also have two digital products. You can find it on my Instagram at Freedom Notary. On my Gumroad, I'm selling the first book, Notary Pivot, where I teach you how to transfer your knowledge into digital products. And the second one, which will be released today, which will be released today, stop, Tiger. 
Let's go. It's Notary to Author, where we, I teach you five simple steps to creating a, your first ebook for your business. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to the coaching. Yeah. yeah, you guys seen the masterclass right there. No, that was dope. That was dope. You ain't going to leave my show drained. Hell no. Nah. You're going to be energized as fuck when you leave this one. <laughs> good, good. But, but you guys go ahead and check out Womenomics. I'm going to be on that joint. Yes. Grab her book. You guys see the personality is authentic. It's real. I only rock with the real people. I, I, I can't do fakeness. Yeah. She is real you guys connect with her on instagram connect with her in her books everything that because this is the beginning let me tell you something real quick before before we go i have an eye for talent and tech will tell you renee tell you i can see people that are destined to blow up before they blow up and Everyone that I've had on this on this war room has blown up even more since being on the war room. So it's like this is almost like the the, the springboard. Um, and I've seen that in you. I could tell you right now what was going on in my DMs when I announced you that you were going to be on it, which I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know you didn't want to be on the show or whatever. No, 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 it's cool. <laughs> but but when I announced that you was going to be on there, my DM blew up. I was like, oh my God, Kareem, oh, she's the bomb, this and that. Oh, I heard you're going to have, I mean, like it went crazy. And I even had to call tech. I was like, damn, like, like is she on Clubhouse? Like, what's going on with this Kareem girl? <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's it's asking awesome. about her, talking about her. So I was like, I was excited as much as you were excited to be on here. So yeah. I'm glad you plugged it in heavy. Any last parting words, my dear? Um, I will say I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. Um, I made an intention to be present in the moment, the things I talked about, about my fears of public speaking. I just decided I wasn't going to do any unnecessary preparing, just having a real conversation because obviously I'm doing a podcast. My commitment is showing up more. And so I had, I had today, I decided I'm going to demonstrate that by just being myself, being present. My goal is to inspire other people but they can't be inspired by fakeness <laughs> yes. and so I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share space with you and to to do that today so thank you so much Tiger and thank you all for joining we really appreciate you and I'm eternally grateful for all you guys that tapped in and tuned in um, mm -hmm. I do not take your time for granted you could be doing anything but you're rocking here with us so I appreciate you guys Peace, love, and cash flow. I wish you guys the very best. You. you heard? <laughs> That's all, folks.